What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work. Well, you know what? I don't know if things happen for a reason. I don't know if this is our destiny. I don't. Maybe you and all, all three of us are right here, right now, at this moment, based on every decision that we've ever made. There's no such thing as randomness. I actually put on my poster board somewhere. I would love to have the guys from the Fit Mess podcast on. So literally, oh, I'm, I'm just so honored. I'm, I'm so blessed. Bob Proctor is smiling from heaven somewhere. Thank you, guys. Hey, I want you both to introduce yourselves. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, to quote the great, the great uh, George McFly, my density has brought me to you. So thank you so much for, <laughs> for having us on the show. Uh, yeah, my, my name is Jeremy Grater. I'm one of the hosts of the Fit Mess podcast. We've been around for, I think, around three years now. Um, just kind of sharing the, you know, through vulnerability and, and struggle that, that it is to, to take care of your health physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is. And, uh, they have, yeah, that's been our mission for a while. And, uh, it all kind of started with, uh, Zach and I becoming friends over the last few years and, and going down this sort of biohacker wellness journey together. Ooh, friends is a strong word. I don't know. It is. That. I know. I, I'm overreaching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm Zach, um, uh, the other host of the fitness, um, the, the lesser host, of course, I think Jeremy is the one who puts all that stuff together. Like you said, we've been around for, you know, three years now, and we're really just trying to make it normal for guys to, you know, talk about this, these types of things and make sure that mental and emotional health is just as important as your physical health. And you know what, when it comes to physical health, I've been there, done that, um, 11 years CrossFit. I was um, a marathon runner for 15 years till uh, my destiny was a shredded knee. So I can't do that anymore. Oh, I've, I've lost the weight, gained the weight, lost the weight. And, you know, I don't know about that. That's, that's the number one thing. Cause you know, without help, I don't care how much money one has or, you know, how, how much good vibes or positivity someone has. If, if you're like 300, 400 pounds, you, you're, you're not living your optimal life. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I actually, you mentioned CrossFit. I just did my first open, uh, this weekend and 20 years ago, I was 300 pounds eating McDonald's. Couldn't, I could barely walk without being out of breath. And I'm, you know, really happy to say that at 42, I'm in the best shape of my life. And it's, you know, like it's the foundation of my happiness. Well, congratulations. I'm 48 and a half. Uh, I'm living my best life. I retired from the open because uh, three or four years ago, I realized that I can just grab a $20 bill, flush it down the toilet, and actually <laughs> watch it go down. I, I don't need to see, hey, holy smokes, I'm ranked 90,000 90, people are ahead of me. Things yeah. are going to change. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> my positive vibes and spirit, I'll be able to, to meet the, the requirements to hit the regionals. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch the video of the, uh, the number one female 
um, so far and just watch the pace that she kept. And I, I almost threw up just watching her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost threw up just knowing that her, her, her numbers, her PRs are way stronger and higher than mine. But I, yeah. I, I can say it's an age difference, but, but doing it pre master days, I still sucked my numbers. Yep. <laughs> so I hate, and, and this is the, the one thing I, I, I got to hand it to you guys. Uh, who was it that Jeremy, was it you that was trying to contact me? I was. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I I'm horrible at, at emails, especially the Omar Medrano.com. But my, my personal one, I'm, I'm looking at my phone and I haven't, I've got 88,789 unopened emails. So don't take it personal, sure. but, but literally maybe it was our date with destiny. Maybe you, you put out there in the universe that you you needed that you guys wanted to be, and you guys were proactive. Which uh, surprisingly, all three of us say, if you're proactive and you do the work, you really don't need a vision board. Well, that really was the thing, you know. When uh, when I sent my follow up email and you called, you know, within I don't even know seconds, minutes of of me sending the follow up, we were kind of joking that that you know this wouldn't happen if we didn't take action. If I just sent that email and just went, well, I'm just going to sit back and wait for the magic to fly in the window and, and connect us. We wouldn't be having this conversation, but yeah, that's what we're all about is helping people get to the point where they're ready to say enough's enough. I'm sick of my own crap. I need to do something different and really just taking the action to, to live a better life, get the better job, whatever the thing is. But I, I know from 45 years of history that sitting around waiting for th- good things to happen is not a real great recipe for success. Well, if you're waiting for that soulmate and you know, you're watching Netflix, I, I know, um, Everybody finished Ozark, and I'm stoked that I think Stranger Things their their new season's coming out in a month or so. Yeah, so yes. we wait around for for that soulmate of ours, or we're waiting around for that promotion, or things are going to change because I can feel it, good vibes and and all that stuff. Uh, you can keep on buying programs from. Uh, well, I don't want to throw shade on any of them, but you can keep on manifesting your your destiny in life because and I tell people this all the time. You guys are going to laugh. If it was only meant for, hey, we're great people. I'm a good guy. I'm I'm kind. I'm loving. Well, shit. Does that mean everybody else is like Ted Bundy and, and you know <laughs> Ted Bundy and and all these serial killers? You know, the, the, Charles Manson. They're like, okay, the universe is like, you guys suck. We're not going to give you what you want because you're mean and you're bad. Now, now you you're super cool. You're chill. Hey, Omar. We're going to give you, well, I can't say the looks. Well, I can't say the height. We're we're going to give you a lucky life because you have a great smile and and you're throwing (laughs) positivity out there in the real world. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I, I I have to say like six months ago, I, I, I was pretty miserable with my job and it was an interesting experience. I've never been that miserable with my job. It was just a really toxic environment. And I actually like sat down and like wrote out a whole bunch of things that I wanted in my new job and threw it out there to the universe. And I've talked to Jeremy about this a couple of times, but it was like one of those kind of magical moments for me where I wrote all this stuff down. I threw it out to the universe and a recruiter contacted me like a week later. I didn't do anything. So it was like that, that was my one experience in life where I like wrote it down, threw it out to the universe and I got it. But then I had to do all the work to like solidify it, of course. But you know, everything else in life is like, you throw it out to the universe, but you got to take that next step. You got to take the action. 
Now, you guys being podcasters, do people always tell you, hey, what episode can I listen to to get results? Or is there a book that that Jeremy and Zach, can you guys recommend me a book that'll I, I can sit on my ass and I can thrive? <laughs> is there a book out there in Barnes and Noble? I, 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 I can just magically eat this for like 30 days and I'll, I'll look like Tony Horton or, you know, I, I'll look like I can complete a Spartan from like couch to Spartan, super Spartan in only like two weeks. Yeah. I I've gotten that in the past, particularly when, you know, I used to be about 70 pounds heavier than I am. And, you know, when people see that transformation, they tend to come to you and go, Oh my God, what are you doing? And then, you know, the, the hopeful look in their eye dies when the minute you're like, well, I ate less and worked out more and it worked, you know, like when it turns, it's like, it turns out that I had to do the work every day and it, and it worked for me. And then they're like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll just go back to keep doing the same thing I've been doing for the last 20 years. So it definitely, you know, people do come to us for that. Cause they, that's what, you know, they see us, they see us talking about fitness. They see us talking about wellness. They think we have some magic formula and the magic formula is show up, be consistent do it every day. What, and it's not just physical, right? Whatever it is, if, if you're struggling with your mental health, like get a therapist, get a coach, get somebody to help you sort of sift through that, that madness. But, uh, but yeah, I, I know again, that sitting around waiting, isn't going to do it. So you, you have to take the action and you can read any of the books. We've interviewed what 113 people now read any one of their books, but none of them are going to do you any good. If you then close the book and put it on the shelf and don't do anything. Well, what usually happens is uh, they're like speed readers. They they bought the Jim Quick book on how to read speed read or what his program. Like, oh man, I'm I'm reading two books a month, and I got Audible, and I always get the hey, what what book would you recommend? It's like, why don't you read? I would rather have somebody read the same book. I don't care if it's my book. I don't care if it's 10x. Awaken the Giant Within. I I, I don't care if it's the Book of Mormon. Whatever book. Read it over and over. And this is the crazy part, actually implementing. Because if you're just going to be like, oh, man, I'm a quote machine. I'm a quote machine. I, <laughs> I can quote every Zig Ziglar quote. I can quote every Jim Rohn quote. It's like, well, yeah, that, that might get you a date with, with a, a chick that, that's really into personal development. But besides that, you know, congratulations. You're a parrot. Yeah. We, we, we can train anybody to do quotes. Or, or I'll get the person... You know what? I read your book and it did nothing for me. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I could have told you that. If, if you're just going to read something for entertainment, read about the billionaire doing bondage with the chick or, or the, <laughs> the mad scientist that brought dinosaurs back to life and opened up a theme park or, or read, read, you know, R.L. Stein or one of these books. Yeah, they're, those are way better and way cooler if you're going to read fiction. But if you're just going to read something, or if you're, you're going to listen to a podcast or you're going to read blogs and all, all this stuff's boring because it really says the same thing. Just do the work. Yeah, yeah. And that's crazy because literally every book it, right there, it says massive, consistent action, even when you're not feeling it. I don't care if it's the woo-woo book. Mm -hmm. If you're depressed, you're going to have to work on that shit every day, unfortunately. If you want to eat the donuts and you have that 
you love eating the carbs, the simple carbs, you're going to have to battle that every day. I mean, I, I, I work out all the time. Do I, do I love the process? Shit. No, at times I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but I, I love the results. Cause you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't want to be shopping at the big and tall store or I don't want to say it's my jeans. It's not the simple fact that I'm wearing size 44 jeans, but it, it's, you know, my jeans because everybody always wants to play victim mode. Or yeah. you, oh, I had a bad childhood. I'm 40. I'm going to be 49. I, I can't believe when in first grade or second grade, somebody told me I sucked. So I, I've been eating ho-hos. And, <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. It, 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 it's it's true though. I, I don't. I, I, and originally, where where when when Jeremy was was talking to me. I'm like, oh shit! Does he think I'm like some new? Like I'm gonna light light a bunch of candles and talk about chakras and, and saying, hey man, if you have a clean mind, sound mind, and you put out there in the universe, hey, I, I want a hot chick and I want mil- two million dollars and I want to be able to go on the French Riviera and I'm a great guy I, and I have it on my poster board. But yeah, I, I'm glad that all three of us are in a, definitely in alignment that. I don't care what program it's all, all called do the work. Yeah. It's the, I'd say the one other question that we do get is, is always like, what's the one thing I can do to be, to, to achieve those results that you have. And it's like, the answer to that is just do the work, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. Like you can't, there's a hundred little things that you can do that you need to do to achieve like your own happiness, but it all comes down to just doing the work. Oh, I, I here I'll tell you a story. I I go up and down and wait because it's either I'm th- this is the heaviest, which is I'm still size thirty four. I just have a fat face, and when when I do like a semi five hard challenge or I I lose weight because I go snowboarding with my fourteen and sixteen year old daughter. Well, I was like at my peak, and a bunch of women from the box, well CrossFit gym for those and. They're like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. What's this diet? Are you intermittent fasting? Because you know that was the mm. that, that was the the diet to end all diets, like last year, two years ago. And I looked at them like, what are you talking about? Is this all through intermittent fasting? And I'm like, no, it's called doing the work and not having a cheat meal for like seventy five days. And they all looked at me like I said the stupidest thing, and they're all like. They're, well, I usually do, but this time around, they're just like, right. "What a dick!" <laughs> <laughs> here, 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 we thought he was—he had this magic supplement that you that right. long behold, it just—he he popped the pill. I, I was I was getting uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and I was I was going to McDonald's. I was I, I was doing their new. Uh, well, I've I've been seen on social media. I don't know if this is true that they. I don't know if, if you do the work or they do it, but you can co-mingle meals. It's like supposed to be like the hip McDonald's. Like you, you can have yeah, the brand Air C, which means it's like a mix a fillet of fish with like the because that's not bad within itself. But let's say yeah. you get the big fillet of fish, you get a couple of McNuggets, and then you wash it down. Inside it's all together with the quarter pounder because you have all three three meals. Now, I don't know if you, you're supposed to order all these and you put it together because this is McDonald's and you're supposed <laughs> to, if you're, if you're fucking lazy, I mean, I don't want to order all three. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm a lazy guy. I don't, don't want to be like, well, according to the picture, I need to put, put two, two McNuggets in this order 
but I, I don't know. I, I know they've been um, going hard on social media at these new um, value meals or these new, and they all have stupid. I, I know the land, air, and sea, but they, they've yeah. got a bunch. McDonald's is like my one one guilty pleasure that I let myself do like once every two or three months. So the next time I go, I'm going to try it. I'm going to order the land C. (laughs) Give me the biggest one. I I have a connection with McDonald's myself. Uh, And whenever I go through a breakup or whenever I feel bad, because I have an emotional connection to McDonald's, I'll go through the drive-thru. I'll I'll, I'll get the the quarter pounder. You, You can get the deluxe now, which is like with mayonnaise and, yeah, that's awesome, man. Lettuce and tomatoes, but it's a connection because we all have. Sometimes we have connection to food, and I, I remember my grandfather. He's still alive, but back in the day, to bribe me as a kid to go to school, uh, to go to church with him every Sunday, he'd be like, "Oh, we have to go to. I'll I'll, I'll hook you up, and we'll we'll go to McDonald's." So that that's where my emotional. That's why when the golden arches, I, I I'll shit on others, but like for the golden arches, I I don't lie. Whenever I'm having a bad moment or you know life is hitting me hard, I'll I'll, I'll go to the golden arches. That's funny. Yeah. My my six year old daughter, they they do this hot lunch at school every week. And one week it was McDonald's, but along with the McDonald's items is like a granola bar and an ice cream and a juice. Well, that makes it healthy, (laughs) but but not from McDonald's. Right. So she orders it. And then the next week she's like, I want to go to McDonald's, by the way, we're vegetarian. So she didn't buy anything from McDonald's. And so, uh, so I said, well, why do you want to go to McDonald's? And she said, well, cause I want to get the granola bar. I was like, Oh, that's not McDonald's. Oh, then I want the ice cream. Also not McDonald's. And then she follows that up with, Oh well, then I hate McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 hates Ray Kroc and, and Grimace. And... <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? Did, why did they get rid of? Have you guys ever wondered why they got rid of the the characters? Like I haven't seen Ronald in a commercial in a while, and Grimace and the Hamburger Burglar, and that. Yeah, I, I haven't know what Grimace was, but yeah, I haven't I seen him either. Yeah, I just remember climbing on them on the uh, whatever the Playland structure was when I was a kid. But other than that, yeah, no idea. Yeah, right. They they haven't had one in like for years. Yeah. Well, maybe they finally locked up the Hamburglar. Maybe that's what happened. Well, you know, it, it, it was either that or it was given. Um, we're, we're, since we're so PC and we're so woke these days, you know, the, the Hamburglar was seen in an extremely bad light. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not, not every criminal wants to steal. That's the, uh, that's the, uh, dark hero story that I need to see told on the big screen is the, the other side of the Hamburglar. <laughs> well, well, I, I, um, I, I'm friends with, um, the guys that wrote, uh, what was the Hitman's bodyguards, uh, wife. So they're <laughs> on one of my first episodes. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell them they, they should do a tell all on that. Yeah. There's our pitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so how did this mission start that you guys wanted to wake people up there there must have been like 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 some aha what was it during the well not even because the secret came out like the movement the book the movie was i'd say what like 15 years ago 16 17 yeah and we're i mean we're not big subscribers to the secret i mean you know we've we've seen some things that you know, some might call coincidence, some might call the universe providing whatever, but that's, that's not really what we're all about. I mean, for us, it really started with making some physical changes. You know, I I had this really dumb knee injury that put me into a physical therapist's office and they were like, Hey, you know, if you want to follow the genetic history of your family and get both your knees replaced, 
keep doing what you're doing. But if you want to save your knees, you better get on a bike. And so I started bike. I just, uh, I didn't really know how to do it, where to start. You know, I wasn't a six-year-old boy anymore and, and didn't even consider riding my bike around. And I went to my brother and I was like, Hey, what do I do? I don't, I don't know how to do this. And he's like, well, dummy, you've got to just decide you're that weird guy that rides your bike to work now. Like go buy some used bike and just start bike commuting. And so I did that. And, and in doing so, I really found this, this like peace in the chaos of surviving a bike ride in the city, right? Like I just, the whole point is just stay focused on this moment or die is, is pretty much the bike commuter's life. And I found this weird piece there. And then that led me to wanting more of that in my life. And so uh, I was talking to my wife and I was like, you know, I think maybe I should find a therapist and, and try and find a way to incorporate more of that into my life. And it turned out to be a guy right down the street that, you know, he was all about meditation and just living in the now and, and like letting go of the past and letting go of the future because all there really is is now. And all of that just sort of uh, accumulated into this, this new way of life for me. You know, I used to rely heavily on alcohol to manage my emotions. I was, you know, like I said, heavily overweight. I ate like crap, drank all the time. And, you know, as, as this sort of new lifestyle took over, I got to know Zach better. And he was a couple of years ahead of me on this path. And, you know, he was having, having some success and, and losing some weight and getting healthy. So we just started having these conversations and we're getting really open and vulnerable with each other about what our struggles were, what was working, what wasn't. And I had been podcasting for a long time, but nothing like this. And uh, Zach actually was the one that was like, you know, I think, uh, I think we should turn this into a podcast because if what we're talking about is helping us, then maybe we can help other people. There aren't any guys out there doing this. There aren't dudes sharing the, what it is to be, you know, struggling to take care of ourselves in every aspect of our life. Yeah. And it was, it was really a, you know, a long, my journey was, was really, really long. And it, you know, I was the guy 15 years ago that would read a book, put it down and go, well, that didn't work and read another book. Well, that didn't work. I did finally figure out how to like start taking action on things. And, and when I took action on things, Certain things worked for me. Certain things didn't. We're all different. There's no one solution for every one person. Um, and a lot of people helped me along the way. And really, once Jeremy and I started talking, I really just... I had gotten to a point where I was okay with myself and I was happy with myself. And I would, I can honestly say that 20 years ago, like I didn't want to be alive. Um, and I figured that I would be dead by the time I was 30. And I just wanted to give back to the community. And so many people who helped me along the way... And if there was anything that I could do to help somebody who felt like I did 20 years ago, even if they one little thing, then it was a win for me. So that's why I really wanted to do the podcast. And it was totally a, out of my comfort zone to get on a microphone and share my feelings. Like, you know, it was bad enough to share those with a therapist for me. Like, but to get on a microphone and share it with anyone who's willing to listen, that was, that was a big deal. So yeah, I finally talked Jeremy into it because he was not okay with it for a couple of months. He was, he was very much against it. I was, yeah, I was terrified by the idea of trying to portray myself as an expert, as someone who, you know, what do I have to offer? What, who's going to listen to me? There's nothing hanging on my wall that says, you know, I have the education to share with you the knowledge that will change your life. But ultimately I came to realize that like, like Zach, you know, who was just a, a couple steps ahead of me, I'm probably a couple steps ahead of somebody else. And so if in sharing that, you know, that authentic experience by sharing that, you know, Hey, we don't have the answers, but we have figured out some. And if we, if we can share them with you and if they can help you, 
then why should we not do this? Because we're already having these conversations anyway. So why not share them and hope that it actually can help somebody else the way that, that they're actually helping us? I agree. And also, in my opinion, uh, having a, a podcast is two things. You gain knowledge. To me, it's selfish in my sense because I interview people that are either like-minded or people that I want to know how they do it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about acquiring knowledge. And two, so therapeutic. Mm-hmm. I, when there's somebody that's gone through it, and you can discuss it openly. Yeah, it, it requires vulnerability because there's in some of my episodes, I've I've told the audience stuff that I haven't even told my mom yeah. or my ex-wife didn't know, or in general, because it's like, hey, it's like pain. It's like it's like having free therapy session without having to pay the therapist. There's that. And then there's also, you know, for me, there are times when this show is my accountability. You know, I can't show up here after, you know, eating ice cream all weekend and and laying around on my ass and not doing anything and just letting my mental health go to crap and then get on here and go, you know what you people need to do? It's real simple. You know, like I've, I've got to hold myself accountable. I've, if I'm going to have this platform that I've, you know, nobody's given it to me. We created it for ourselves. It doesn't, there's nothing magical about having a podcast. You have a microphone and a computer. It's pretty simple, but we have gained the trust of our audience. And if we're showing up and saying things that we're not doing or that we at least don't think is a good idea, then what's the point, right? Like we're not here to, to like sell some snake oil. We just want to share what's working for us in hopes that that, that sort of reverber, reverberates, you know, you know, throughout our audience and, and helps them on their path. And also though, what you just said about who were you and you didn't have all these credentials, you know what? You have life experience, right? What what the thing that was stopping you before was that that little voice inside your your head saying, "Oh, who am I? I'm not worthy." Yeah, you're completely worthy. You know what? So many people say they're a business coach because they went to some famous person's school of leadership, and they take a a one week course or two month course, and they they get this printed out thing that they hang out in this. A shingle. And to me, I even had a business coach for a while. And it, it dawned on me. I'm like, at the time, it was, I, I had 20 years, but it was 15, 14 years. Like, I have 14 years' experience mm-hmm. asking someone that has zero. Yeah. That she only knows the shit that I already know that I've actually put in place. It's no different than if I went back to school to talk to a professor. And I tell people, at least if you're going to get business advice or personal advice, have somebody that's been through it. I mean, yeah. I'm, right. Yeah. And, and I don't think I, I honestly, at this point, like, you know, I have gone back and I've gotten some credentials and, you know, they have been these online courses that you can hammer through them really quickly. I honestly don't know that you ever reach a point where your confidence matches whatever certification you have. There's always going to be some level of, you know, oh, should I, I don't know. I'm insecure about that. I'm anxious about, before we got on this call today, I was, I was downstairs getting some water and thinking, God, why do I get anxious every time I do these interviews? And then ultimately it ends up being, you know, a fun conversation. So I think there is some level of imposter syndrome that most of us deal with all the time that no matter what thing is hanging on the wall, it doesn't mean you actually know what the hell you're talking about. And, and it certainly can't convince you that you always know what you're talking about. So you have, you, that's just something you have to carry with you and find ways to manage it and just put it aside and just do the work and get it done. You're always yeah. going to have to do the work. You're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, all three of us and everybody else 
fights is the stuff that was ingrained in us is our childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. If you're an introvert, you're I, I'm an introvert. I'm always going to have to push past that comfort and th- that feeling of unworthy or who am I or I, I need to do the work. I, I don't want to show up and be a bullshitter or, oh, my gosh, I have to speak to somebody that might know more than me. That's all just stuff that we create in our head just based on stuff. Our personalities is who we are. We were, we were created as kids. I, I know that sucks. Pe- we People don't change, but your habits and you being aware of what your faults are and working on them is, is the best. And, and that's more than the majority of people will ever do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can say like, for me, like looking back at, you know, my childhood and how I was raised and how my parents raised me, it wasn't, we'll say it wasn't ideal. That, that might be softening it just a little bit, but like for me, like in order to not make those same mistakes and raise my child in the same way, like I had to look at myself and question those beliefs and be really curious about my life. And this, and that applies everywhere. Like we hear all the time that like the number one trait in people who grow is being curious about themselves and asking questions about those beliefs and looking at things that were ingrained when you were a child and questioning them. And in some cases, changing your beliefs. Like I can't even emphasize enough, like just questioning yourself and looking at your own self and saying, what if that's wrong? can change your entire perspective on everything. Well, that and getting really comfortable with being uncomfortable too. I mean, that's, that's where the growth happens. That's where you abandon that childhood trauma bullshit. Like when, when something feels uh, icky and when there's just like that thing, you like that imposter syndrome, that fear, whatever that thing is, that's the stuff you got to lean into because when you get through it, that's where you find the strength and the confidence on the other side of it. But if you keep just hiding from that stuff and letting it, you know, keep you hidden in the corner, that's when you don't grow. And that's why that's when you're sitting on the couch waiting for the magic to fly through the window that, you know, you keep waiting for that dream job or dream, you know, partner or whatever it is. That stuff's only going to come when you get real uncomfortable and break through that, those challenges and, and face those obstacles. Well, it's, it's also though that fear of rejection, that fear of no, I'm sure when you, you called me to reschedule, it was like that. Oh, fuck. How about if he said, Oh, yeah. Right. But worst case, even if I said no, it wouldn't be a rejection. Like, oh, you know what, Jeremy, Zach, I hate those guys. But that's that little thing in, inside our head. Worst case scenario is no. And it wouldn't be a rejection on anybody. It could have been like, hey, well, let's move it to uh, let, let me see on my calendar. A yeah. no isn't ever on a rejection on somebody. It could be a timing thing. It could be I'm going off on vacation. It could be I. Uh, I found Bob Proctor's spirit and I, I'm going to manifest the rest of my life. There's just different, you know, right. but, but that's what stops people. Oh, I, I, how about if I get that job or how about, if, how about if I go for, for the job I've always wanted and they, they tell me no. Yeah. Well, you actually went for it. Well, you and know? that's, I mean, this, this conversation is happening because you said yes, 10 others said no, right. Or didn't even bother to respond. So you have to get used to the fact that putting yourself out there means that people are going to reject you are going to say no, but it's not, it may be a reflection on you from that person's point of view, but who gives a shit? Like if you don't try, if you don't put yourself out there, nobody's going to know 
what you're capable of. You're, you're not going to know what you're capable of because you're, you're going to just be sitting there waiting for something good to happen. And it's not going to happen most likely unless you take that chance. Well, you, yeah, the, you guys are going to laugh at this. I, I, don't worry, Zach, you, you can go back to that. Sorry for going over. No, go for it. Yeah. But you know, the worst case somebody says is no, I've had three heavy hitters, Jensen, Sarah, Evan Carmichael, Randy Gage. They said, yes, they could have said no. They could have said how many downloads, who are you? such and such. But they said, yes, that's like, holy smokes. Now I've had people, obscure people that nobody fucking knows. Tell ghost me, laugh at me. And it's like, are you serious? I, you, you guys are going to laugh. There, there's a, a, a 13 year old kid or four, he's 14 now. And he's sponsored by Burton. My daughters are into snowboarding. Uh-huh. So they wanted me to send him a message, his parents, a message. And they friggin' ghost me. Like if I'm like asking for blood, it's like, dude, <laughs> you guys are, you're a 14 year old kid. What the fuck can you possibly tell me? I'm doing this for my, 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 my kid. Yeah. And I felt like telling the parents, I'm like, quit doing the Joan Benet Ramsey. I know you're living <laughs> off his kid, off his sponsorship and all that. Maybe once you get off your ass and quit mooching off a 14 year old kid, but I didn't. But yes, and I've had other obscure people just like flat out say no. Yeah. And it's like, that's why I laugh because it's like, well, it is what it is. A, a no isn't, hey, my show sucks or I suck. You know, to me, next. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's, it's the whole thing of, so you've seen that quote where it's like real successful people are really good at saying no, right? You say no. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And I've really changed my thought process to say no wherever I can to respect my own time. So whenever somebody does tell me no now, the first thought that I have is, look at them respecting their own time and doing their own thing. It's not a reflection on me. It's them respecting their own time. Yeah. Yeah, but I like using it as rocket fuel. So. <laughs> of course, yeah. That's, that's, that's who, uh, I, I get what you're saying and all, but it, it, it's like you know when that that chick says no, you suck, and I'm like, okay, I'll show you. Yeah, I, I, I remember telling telling an ex you, after she was she was telling me how much I sucked and all, and I'm like, you know what? One day you're gonna see my name up in social media that you can buy a ticket to see me or you're going to drive by and you're going to say that and you're going to be like, you know what? That guy at least went to bed with me. And that was the last thing. I, but no, with naysayers, I, I, and, and people <laughs> that say I suck, I, I keep it all there because it's like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You can and turn I, it on and off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can be happy people, about it or yeah, rocket fuel. Yeah. It's, it can, is this person Nostradamus and and he's going to prove me, he or she's going to prove me wrong. Or it's my, my choice. To, hey, watch me now. Sit back and let me show you that you're wrong. And, and that's, but a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, they throw in the towel because somebody said, you know, or, or you're not worthy or you're not, you're not good. That's yeah. their own opinion. Whatever horrible things someone else says about me, I can guarantee you I've had 10 times worse thoughts about myself already today. So thanks for trying, but I got you beat. Oh, that, that too. <laughs> Yeah, but this this woman actually said like a bunch like I have a fat face. I should try I should try stand up comedy because I'm a joke. And I, I was thinking like for my second book, 
like as a promo, I would do the stand up, you know, the amateur hour and go up and see if it's true. I can work in comedy. Yeah, but, totally. But my personality is if I got two laughs and all of a sudden I'd be the 49 year old going like on the comedy circuit. Oh, like <laughs> being the, the first act for five minutes living in days in trying to, oh, because I got one laugh. So, but yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've heard so much bullshit from people and, and, and you're right. Jeremy, <laughs> you're completely right. I've heard <laughs> I, the stuff that I've said in my own head is so, way worse than what any. I'm like, oh, thank you for your opinion. Well, yeah, that, that's all. But yeah, no, I, 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 I get what Zach says. You know, their time is what. But you know, a lot of times it's like okay, because there, there was a, a famous preacher that said he would be on my show, but he he wanted me to send a couple of samples. Well, the show is brand new. There's ba- there's a couple of bad words in it, so he completely ghosted me. Oh, jeez! It was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to buy people's salvation. So he did me a favor, anyways. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, it's so, totally situational for me. By the way, I'm okay with saying I'm okay with hearing no, but some people piss me off when they do it. And, and you guys are gonna laugh, anyways. That to me, I I love just talking to people, and my best. Interviews have been with people that, that aren't even famous. Anyways, it's just people that have overcome people that are successful because we all have to overcome our fears, overcome obstacles. My, my most downloaded episodes are with guys like us, just guys that, that are speaking honest. The Evan Carmichael episode's not even in the top 20. Neither is the Jensen Farrow because... I I can only relate to I can I can relate to you guys. I can relate like like I can't relate to like Billy Blanks. Well, except for the last Boy Scout. I thought he was super cool <laughs> at the very beginning of the movie. Right. But but you know, you connect with more with like-minded people. I, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a celebrity. Would, would I get the downloads if I had Ed Milet on? Sure. Anthony Robbins on? Sure. Andy Frisola. But it, it probably would be more me kissing their ass because they're on and I know and I perceive them to be on a higher level as me. So, you know, I'd be fanboying them for an hour. You would, and you would be getting the same answers that they've given 12,000 other podcasts that everyone's already heard. And they're just going to keep Exactly. I've, I've heard Ed Milet so many times as a guest. I've, I've seen him publicly speak. Pretty soon, I, I can be an Ed Milet impersonator. <laughs> well, consider, well, maybe if I was like a foot taller, <laughs> no, but I, I, could, I could be his writer. You're right. It's always a canned thing. When I, I listened to the three people, they didn't say anything astronomical that you you can't see on YouTube or download anybody else's podcast because everybody has the same set routine, especially when you're on so many stages. And, you know, you're, you're not going to give you're not going to put out anything mind blowing because you're going to save that stuff for your own your own podcast, your own book, your, course, your, own, yeah. your own materials. Yeah. But I, hey, you guys had Tony Horton, so that that was super cool. Yeah, and yeah. you know he, he came along at an awesome time for me in my life because I just went through this huge transition. I just moved from the U.S. I moved up to Canada, and part of where I'm living now, there's this gym, and I hadn't I hadn't really been physically active. I've been walking a bunch just to get out of the house and stuff. 
but feeling like crap and whining to Zach every week about, oh yeah, I'm not going to, I hate going to the gym. What a waste of time. I don't want to look back at all the hours of my life I wasted in the gym, you know, and all the things I could have been doing. And all of a sudden we had a chance to talk to, to Tony Horton. And I was like, well, I better do a couple of his workouts or, you know, what kind of a piece of crap am I to talk to the guy and have her, have never even done his workouts. So I did them for just a few days before we talked to him. And I haven't stopped since then because I really liked his program. And now like, that's one of the things I look forward to every day is starting my day in the gym and, and I work out because of it. And it just reminded me how, you know, this is something again, that I'm trying to overcome. This is something I'm facing about myself. I'm very externally motivated. A lot of times it's really hard for me to go just because I know I need to get up and go work out. And I know I need to go eat better that I'm going to do it. I usually need some reason. And in this case, it was, I don't want to look like an asshole to Tony Horton. So I better have at least tried his stuff. You know? And it's, it's changed my life. I mean, so much of, of what we're talking about today, this, just this deciding and, and believing and going after the thing you want to do started with me deciding this is something I'm just going to do every day now. And every now and then I need those reminders. I need something to come into my life to say, Hey, this is the path you need to go on, put on this hat and keep it on until you're done. Yep. And Tony Horton too. He, he actually, you know, I'm pretty active, but the way he described like his daily physical activity routine, I kind of felt like a piece of shit myself. Like just hearing about like his ninja course and all he actually like roundabout way. I think he invited me to his house. Just, he said, if I'm ever in, in LA, I could swing by and I don't think he meant it, but I'm totally going to cash it in next time. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that, that, that's an LA saying, dude. They, I, I think they would call security or they wouldn't answer the door, but yeah, I mean, I, be totally worth it. I'm going to try cashing in anyway. <laughs> and, and you'd be like, well, I'm not from LA. Be like, yeah, but that's just a, that's how we say goodbye. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't really mean if you're ever in Anaheim or anywhere in Southern Cal to stop by. It's just the way we all say goodbye. <laughs> no, yeah, but no I, I mean, but those guys, yeah, Sean T and, and Tony Orton, I can only imagine their 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 workout routine, and they, I, I know they're they're partners, aren't they? With the with the MLM, the I think the beach body. Yeah, they both do a lot of beach body workouts. Um, and what's cool to like Sean T and watching him, he just recently had shoulder surgery. So a lot of the messages that he's been sending, like he's, you know, uh, he's jacked up with his arm. Like he can't move it. He can't do anything, he's but still, he's still moving. Like he's on a bike. He's doing all the things that he can do. And, you know, going back to the whole just move, like I tore a ligament in my shoulder, but I'm still going to the gym. Like I can still back squat over 200 pounds, but anything overhead, I got to use like a 10 pound dumbbell, but I'm still going, I'm still doing it. Like, you know, we let, we let little minor inconveniences really, you know, throw us to the couch a lot. But you know what? That's, that's life that you either scale down or, or you do something to suit you. I have a torn ACL and PCL, so I can't run a marathon. I can't run a half. I can't do a Spartan. I can't do a 10 K or five K. But I sure as hell can do other stuff. I still can do CrossFit. I can't do box jumps. Oh, play the world's smallest violin. When it comes to cardio, <laughs> I, 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 I spin. I, I go to the local cycle bar here. Plenty of good-looking women. And, you know, it, it's motivation. Now, I, I don't do the sexy corners and all that other crap because I, I don't want to give up my man card. And I, I'm a CrossFitter. I'm a, a runner. And I'm a guy that did sight of century rides. So I, I can't imagine being on the Peloton 
with 50 other guys, 60 other guys, and I'm doing sexy corners and sways, I think somebody's going to tackle me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's always a way. And if I can do it with a torn ACL, PCL, and no, I don't want the one year sitting on my ass and going through all that pain. So I could grab another little trinket that says marathon finish. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, but people will always, well, I got this old injury back in high school. There's this old football injury that that prevents me from working out and it makes me want to eat uh, carbo loading like (laughs) 5,000 calories a day. (laughs) Well, and sometimes it's even, it's less painful than that. This morning, I, on the way to the gym, I said to my wife, I don't have it in me today. I, I don't, I don't have it. I don't have the energy, but I went in and I did it and it was ugly. I, I wasn't as strong as I was even last week. I totally just, it was just an ugly workout. But it's it's like what Tony told us, you know, you just have to show up every day and your best today might be horrible, but your horrible today is better than nothing. So you do, you just have to find a way around whatever that injury is, whatever the lack of motivation, the the just you're tired, whatever that crap is, there's going to be something every single time and you have to find a way through it. Otherwise, you're not going to make the progress you say you want to make. My running coach, uh, Danny Hange, he once said, those are character um, workouts. There's, there's times there's been, I, I did over 25 marathons, almost a hundred halves. Not there was times that I felt like shit right at point one mile point two, <laughs> but you can't quit because quitting is so addictive. Once you quit at any workout, once you quit at any, 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 whether it's the regional, whether it's the open, a half K, even a 5K, a 10K, you mail it in, you're going to find an excuse because the way you play games is the way you show up in life. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're like, Jeremy, you're like, oh, fuck it. I'm not feeling it today. Three minutes in. Well, you know what? That's going to bleed into everywhere, every other aspect of your life that you're going to find some bullshit excuse on why you quit or why it's today's not your day, but tomorrow might be. And that's why I tell people, I don't care if you have to crawl. I don't care if they need a, an abacus or an hourglass to, to time out your workout. You do it until it's done. Yep, Absolutely. Because that's yep. the other thing that when, when you do quit, it does, it becomes addictive and it becomes really easy to go, well, you know, it's Friday, I'm not going to do it today. And then all of a sudden Saturday rolls around, oh, well, we got to take the kids to the thing. So I, I don't have time today. I'll, I'll, I'll get back on it on Monday. And then it's pizza for dinner and donuts for breakfast. And then, and then all of a sudden you feel like crap again, Monday, because you ate like crap all weekend, didn't do anything. So now Monday, you don't feel like it either. So it is, it just becomes this, this beast that feeds itself. So if, again, you just, you have to fight through that stuff. Otherwise, yeah, again, you just, you just keep starting over. You end up having a thousand day ones. And one of the worst things, one of the cruelest things that life gives you is it's so easy to get out of shape and so much harder to get back into shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can, the ice, like it happens almost every single time. Every time I go a week without working out, the next workout I do is like overhead dumbbell lunges. And then I can't walk down the stairs for two days. Like, cause my quads hurt so bad, but like if I'm normally working out, yeah, I'm a little sore the next day, but not too bad. Well, it's that same pains, weakness, leaving the body, but I, I'm up to the point now where if I do go a week on a week vacation, I, I bring, I bring out my workout gear and I'll, I'll drop out a box 
any CrossFit gym, any nearby CrossFit gym, or if the, hopefully the hotel has a decent sized gym and yeah. do that at 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I, I love the excuse. Well, you know, I'm on vacation. I don't, I won't have time, but you, you still have time to watch TV in your room. You still have time to, to plug into the Netflix at the Marriott and, mm-hmm. and, and watch Ozark, watch whatever it is that you're watching. Yeah. But you're telling me you don't have time in your day because, oh, you also have time to social media, so to cyber stalk people that you hate in your life. <laughs> like clearly, yeah, that, that 30 minutes or an hour when you're on that vacation. Oh, man, I don't know how you're going to how you're going to fit that in. Or to perfectly frame the picture of your feet on the beach, you know, looking out over the ocean that everybody has to post on their, uh, as their gratuitous vacation post every time they go somewhere. Well, when, when it comes to posting and I tell people, it's always about significance instead of the bullshit. Oh, I'm at Nobu or I'm at whatever trendy restaurant. Why don't you do that to your friend's business? Why don't you do that to your local mom and pop store? Anybody can live the bougie life. Anybody yeah. has a credit card. We can throw it down at, mm-hmm. at Smith & Walensky. We can throw it down at Joe Stonecrabs. You can throw it down at any business. Why don't you try that at a mom and pop restaurant? Why don't you try that and say, oh, hey, I'm at Gucci. I'm at Finn. Congratulations. <laughs> you have a credit card. Right. Why don't you reshare your friends? I tell this to people. You can always hit reshare on your friend's business posts. It takes two seconds. Just like it it, it it takes actual more times to put in all those filters of me to look like I'm 25 again <laughs> at, at some bougie place and frame it just perfectly than it does to promote someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> My vacation pictures are usually the representation of the fact that I just walked for 30,000 steps in a day. Hey, that that's big. And and people do that at Disney World and they're like, well, why didn't I lose any weight? Well, because you had the turkey leg, you had the, the Mickey Mouse ice cream, you had the bucket of popcorn. Don't forget the funnel cakes. You gotta have the funnel cakes. Oh, well, yeah. or churros, the churros. <laughs> yeah, uh, those are pretty good too. <laughs> but but right, everybody's like, Oh, I, I did 26,000 steps at the house of mouse for four days in a row. Why did I gain five pounds? Well, I don't know. It's, you, you tell me. <laughs> Gain it's five well pounds and, and there's like an extra $2,000 on your credit card and just food. <laughs> right. And I washed it down with those Cokes. I mean, those bottled Cokes. It was hot outside. So I had to order Coca-Cola. <laughs> exactly. So what, where do you, so what, what I love about you guys is you guys are just like me. We're like-minded souls. It's all about being in service. You, you're not doing this because you you figure one day you're going to be sitting on Oprah's couch with with um what's his what's her coach? Uh, gosh, I forgot I forgot his name all of a sudden. Uh, Doctor Oz. He was her doctor. No, no, Doctor Oz. She shit on him because he's Republican and he's oh like, yeah yeah. Uh, the the black guy he, he's the celebrity coach coach of the stars um gosh oh i don't know i don't know i'll i'll i'll, I'll, I'll text you guys but it, you don't want to replace that guy you guys are in service people ask me like hey how many books did you it's not about if i wanted to sell books i'd write a book called fiction what you guys all love to tune tune out and live in a fantasy world 
Yeah. It's about being in service. You guys are in service. You guys are being open. You guys are being vulnerable. You're telling men, hey, because, you know, we were raised, we're, we're all, you guys are on the cusp of Generation X to be alpha males, not to, not to talk about feelings. You know, uh, we're men's men, you know, slap your friend in the balls and tell him a <laughs> fucking man up. Yeah. Like stuff like that. You guys are saying, hey, it's okay to be in the shit. It's okay to not want it. It's it's okay to just being just being open and vulnerable, which is something that you, you know we're seeing that it's been seen as being a pussy back then. And now you're like, hey, there's nothing wrong with it, which there there really wasn't. That's why women outlive us, is because yeah, sure, they're catty and they'll quit being best friends with somebody that they grew up with for 40 years because she said she looked fat and something. But they 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 don't hide their emotions. They'll cry while while us, you know, you 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 can have like a torn ACL, you can have like your your head bashed in. Oh, how are you feeling? But oh, oh yeah, I feel yeah. rub some dirt on it and walk it off. Just give me some Tylenol, too. Yeah. Two. <laughs> Two extra strength and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you guys are in service. That that's a I commend you because a lot of people have these they only want to help others, which is not help. By if I if reciprocation, I help this guy out, then maybe I'll get further in life. Mm-hmm. If I interview this person, maybe he'll he'll put me on this podcast. Maybe if I do this, maybe if I had downloads. I will have all that money. Oh, and it's Tim's story. See how that just popped in my head. Oh, there you go. You guys don't want to replace Tim's story. (laughs) You guys are in service. And this is what it's all about. It's not about a money grab. You are not. Both of you aren't looking at people like they're walking checking accounts. No, not all the time anyway. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no, that's absolutely right. I mean, we, we are... Like I said earlier, I just want to give back to the community. I want to help other people get to where I'm at. And like I said, if it's just one person, that's great. If it's 100,000 people, that might be a little better, but it's all really great for me. Just just giving back and being there for people. Well, to me, that's 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 what life's all about, isn't it? About being in service. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this, you know, you talked about just the the struggle that that men go through and not being able to to show that stuff and to, and to share, you know, emotions and, and hard times. It's emotions and hard times for everybody because we're human beings. That's the experience. And to deny that and pretend like because we're men, we're somehow, you know, impervious to pain and, and struggle. It's complete crap. So we just want for any guy that's hearing this that feels that way. We want them to feel less alone. We want them to know that that there are other guys that feel this way. And that it's okay to have those feelings and to process them and, and get that shit out. Because if you don't, then that's the stuff that puts you in the early grave. So we just want to help build a community of people that, that can recognize that it is a, it is a struggle. It is a challenge just to make it through life. And if we can provide, you know, some idea today of something that you can do different to try and make your life a little bit better, to make it suck just a little bit less then then it's worth all the effort. Yeah. And then, and two, like another point too, like that we, we talked about a long time ago is, you know, like as a man, you're not like, 
you can still be a man, right? You can still have all of the things that that define you as being a man, right? I have a really unhealthy addiction to power tools. Like if I just have to put one screw in, I'm going to get a new drill. Like, you know, love my power tools. I do all of those manly things I provide for my family. I do all of these things. But what we talk about is adding more stuff to being a man. So you don't have to take anything away to add all of these other things and just be a better human being in general. That's awesome. Here, here's my question to you guys. I know you have the fitness podcast. That's on every, that's, I know it's Apple because it's on every uh, platform, right? Yep. Yep, so is that everywhere. the best way to find you guys or can they find you through your website? Yeah. The, the website's just uh, the fit uh, You know, make sure you spell it with an M and not N. Uh, but yeah, the fit is where you can find access to us and all of our social media and all of the episodes and all the things. That's awesome. And, and I love the cover. It's that's one heavy ass donut. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a, like Willy Wonka, if Willy Wonka had a Spartan instead of doing a tire flip. Yeah, every every awesome. donut is that much of a struggle to pass up. So yeah, it's a, it's got to be a big one. Well, well, you're you're living in Canada now, so the donuts there is what just Tim Hortons. That that seems to be the one on every corner. But we, you know, I, I like to go to the to the little bougie, uh, you know, local cafes and get their donuts because they're they're far superior. They're far superior, but they're like triple the calories. $27 a piece and 600 yes. calories. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. They, they, have, they have them here. And, <laughs> and uh, I bought uh, a dozen donuts for, for my kids for Valentine's day. And, and it was like sticker shock. Cause you know, I'm not, I haven't been a donut connoisseur in a while. I've, I've had the one or two at those, at those places, yeah. but it was like 60 bucks for, yeah. Free. Yeah. I was like, whoa. But, and, you know, you don't want to look like the dick and go, hey, did, did you? I didn't, I didn't say four dozen or. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was like 60 something bucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they try to guilt you with the little, the little tip thing. Yeah. At, at 20%. It's like, but it's 60 bucks. It, and you, just put, <laughs> you just grab 12 donuts and put them in a box, but yet you want a tip. Yeah. Here's 12 more bucks for putting them in the box for me. Thanks. It, it, exactly. I, 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 I was torn. I, unfortunately, everybody, I, I didn't, I didn't do the 20% tip. I, I put the, just the $3. Cause it, it was, it was cry. She RX'd it. Cause she actually, you know, put those donuts and, and, and they look fine. They're perfectly Centered and they all fit yeah. all twelve nice. fit perfectly in there. Very so nice. So where do you where do you see you guys? You guys want to write a book? You guys want to be on big stages to to put this message out? What next for you guys? Yeah, so we actually are. We're we've been we've been typing along for a couple of weeks now. Um, we're we're working on putting together some kind of a book, but I think what we're working on next is really we're working on what we're calling the fit mess method. And it's a uh, really just to help you motivate yourself into doing the thing, right? It's not to work out. It's not to meditate. It's just how do you develop that motivation or that that ability to just get off your ass and do whatever it is you need to do? Yeah, we see people posting on social media all the time. Oh, I'm just waiting for the motivation to start that program on my... I'm just waiting for the motivation. And, and we just want to encourage people through this program that, that it's, it's not coming. Nobody's coming to save you. It's all on you. That sucks. That's a horrible thing to hear. 
but it's on you and nobody's coming to save you. So by taking the action, even if it's just today, you're just going to put your shoes on and walk outside and you're going to walk back inside, whatever it is, the, the action will create the motivation. So through the things that we've learned from doing the show for the last few years and from what we, from what we've learned on our own journeys, we want to uh, compile all of that into one program to, to help people find the answer to the question you've asked uh, about other people asking is what's the one thing, what's the one book, what's the thing we want to put all that in one place, all the information that we've gathered over the years and put it into one place and, and help people create their motivation because it, like I said, it's, it's not coming. Being a guy, and this is just my words of wisdom, my words of advice. What I see you guys excelling in are like webinars, like a four week, five week, six week webinar. Hey, whatever amount you go uh, Wednesday, Thursday, you go, you guys go on live, you discuss a different topic for that week. Then you have a Q and A and heck, I'd, I'd be one of the ones to join just just because, I mean, I, I love the way you guys connect. You guys connect to me. And I, I know that means you connect to a lot of old farts. Well, I'm 48, so I'm not going to... I can filter the hell out of my face. and <laughs> I'm still 48. So yeah, I, I, I see you guys having a, a huge future. And I'm not saying that because, you know, <laughs> you're, you're late. But Jeremy did tell me that I was in the 1% on the list of notes. So that uh, that's that's going to be my in my power tool when it comes to speaking to, to women out there. It's like, hey, did you know the What If It Did Work podcast? I'm, I'm in the 1%. Um, yeah, you're kind of a big deal, man. I'm surprised you didn't know that. I'm a big deal, dude. I got an email somewhere that I, I'm a big deal in the Philippines. So I guess there I'm you go. in, the, in Manila. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. I love you. Is there anything you guys want to impart? Any last words of wisdom? I would uh, just, uh, from my point of view, I would just say, you know, I hope that this conversation has inspired someone to do whatever that thing is they've been meaning to do. And that thing they're going to start on Monday or that thing they're going to do this weekend, quit fucking kidding yourself and just do it today. And if you don't know how, there's uh, an infinite amount of information online and there are loads of coaches and, and therapists and teachers that would be happy to show you the way to do it. But you really have to invest the time and, and energy into yourself and just take the action on whatever that thing is that you keep waiting to happen magically. Yep. You said it perfectly. I would have said the exact same thing, just a lot less um, clever and, and well put together. And a lot more profanity. Yes. This is what I'm going to have to say about you two guys. And it's what I tell my listeners, it's what I tell my viewers on the What If It Did Work page on Facebook. There is no microwave to success. There's no 15 minutes. There's no two weeks. Anything worth amazing, anything great takes time. It takes effort. It takes work. It takes sacrifice. You have to sacrifice people. You have to sacrifice vices, things that no longer serve you to get from here to there. Mm -hmm. And you have to have clarity. You have to work at it. And especially on days that you're not feeling so up to it to work at it. So I love you guys. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm glad, Jeremy, that you you didn't take my unorganized path. <laughs> I mean, oh, it just means I'm unorganized. And I'm, I'm glad to finally... I, I did call you back. And this was one of my favorite episodes. Love you guys. Oh. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. We really appreciate the time and uh, I'm really glad we connected as well.
All righty. Take care. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I never told no one that My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up So I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like Who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind When I start thinking bold Like why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? Whoa. I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they're your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think The thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What if it be? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.